Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hi, wherever you are, and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother podcast. Today, well, not today, this podcast will launch approximately six days after the last day of school for my oldest kiddo, Um, which means summer's coming in hot. And while I love that that's a pun, it's also no joke. We're moving into the season where parents are becoming full-time entertainers and the days of focus work are gone. I love summer because for me, it's the excitement, sleeping in, staying up late to watch Disney Channel shows at 9 p.m., eating ice cream cones. I love a, I love a good waffle cone and vanilla ice cream. Don't at me. Vanilla ice cream is the best flavor. But also memorable family adventures. Since now I'm a mom, I've always been one that likes to travel and go explore and try new things. And summer is no different, except now I don't have to be as structured, which kids love structure. It's good for us. We thrive on it. All the things, right? I loathe an early bedtime routine and then having to wake up before my body is ready to get everyone ready for school and eat breakfast and out the door while my kids are saying, mom, I can't find my shoes. Mom, I don't want to put my socks on. I want to wear my pajamas. I just am not here for that part of it. So I'm excited for summer solely for the fact that we can wake up when we want within reason, right? Because I still work. Girl, I still work. But we wake up when we want. We can have more flexibility with bedtime. And we're in the summer reading program. It's not my favorite thing to make my kids read. Again, I know. Maybe that's a mom fail. Maybe it's not. But I am not a bedtime story mom. I will read to you during the day. I will let you, like, I will read to you. And we will do fun adventures. And we will do activities. But, like, when bedtime rolls around, I'm done. Like, I'm not a bedtime mom. But my kids need to practice literacy. So we are in the summer reading program. Okay, here's a hot tip for you guys, which, I mean, may include summer. Summer strategy stuff. But summer reading program. My oldest is in second grade. My middle kiddo is entering kindergarten. So what we did is I enrolled all of my kids in the summer reading program. My oldest gets to earn stickers or tickets for a prize, like the raffle, by reading. So every 10 minutes she reads or is read to, she gets a sticker. And my younger two get to earn stickers for every book that they are read to because they're too young to read independently in my house. Some some people are like above and beyond. In my house, they don't read independently. And so this is what I did. Okay, let me know if you're going to try this. I have my oldest be a book buddy for my two youngest. So that way everyone's earning tickets and stickers at the same time. But mama don't have to do it. I don't have to fight them to read. I don't have to fight them to sit down and listen. I don't have to fight my oldest on how she really doesn't want to read. Like I'm there for support if we need help sounding something out or phonetically or sound blending. But it's, it's pretty much the most brilliant thing that I've done in a hot minute because 
they're super excited. Like my oldest is so excited to earn stickers, to enter into a raffle to win. It's like a kid's fire tablet or something sponsored by the public library. Support your public libraries. And then my younger two, they have other tickets. So my older one is going to be reading. She read for, she used to fight me on reading for 10 minutes a night. Like she hated it. But now that she's earning stickers for a potential prize, so maybe I'll continue this next school year, but she's earning stickers and tickets for a potential prize. She read for 80 minutes to her younger sisters yesterday, and I didn't have to do it. I sipped my, sipped my coffee and enjoyed the story, looked at pictures. So if you need that tip, take it and run with it and let me know. I am not the only not a bedtime parent out there, and I know it. So everybody raise your hands. Okay, so what I'm going to be talking about today is keeping summer from stealing your sanity. So something that, I mean, summer is wonderful, right? The excitement, sleeping in, ice cream, adventures. The other part of summer is knowing that as much as I love my kids, it's a lot of unadulterated quality time and energy that I'm going to be putting in to making summer magic, which means a lot less time and energy to maintain my sanity right? And they're around us all the time. And I'm sure you're going to hear, I'm bored and less time to focus on work. So this week, I'm here to help you keep summer from stealing your sanity while still creating the magic you hope for and being the intentional, incredible, sane parent that I know you are. So here are my top three tips to help keep summer from stealing your sanity. Tip number one, and I'm going to do this in the pathway or in a format of one of my favorite people, Chelsea Westman. If you don't know her, Google her. She's there, but at Chelsea Westman, she is a wonderful storyteller. But with that, she loves to teach in threes and she does a do, do, don't. So that's where I'm at today. I'm going to give you two do's and a don't to help keep Summer from stealing your sanity. So do let your kids be bored. I'm sure you've heard this. I'm sure you've heard them complain that they're bored. And it is so frustrating. But do let your kids be bored. And here's why. So contrary to our children's belief, it is healthy for them to be bored. I'm going to keep it simple, but y'all know I am geeking out for some neuroscience. So our brain is incredible and it's always working and thinking and problem solving. This level of productivity can also lead to an overload of stress and it limits our ability to maintain attention and focus. Also, creativity. If we're constantly doing and producing, and this is true for you too, like schedule time to be bored. But if we're always doing and producing, we don't have a lot of time for creativity, for problem solving, or for practicing um, self-control skills and sustaining our attention. So being bored actually gives the brain an opportunity to de-stress because we're limiting its input. It promotes creativity, right? Because we got to use our imagination, come up with something from nothing. It increases problem solving because we're getting curious and it increases our abilities to sustain attention and it increases self-control skills. So this summer, Embrace boredom and reap all the benefits of maintaining your sanity and pumping up the creativity, self-control, and attention span of your kids by letting them be bored. Also, as a parent, it is not your job to entertain your children 24-7. And I will, I will die on this hill. It is not your, your job. Encourage them to be bored. 
Okay, my second do. Do prioritize quality over quantity. So there's a host of research out there. If you get into the Googling, you'll see that some of the older research suggests that the quality of time you spend with your kids is more important than the quantity. And then there's other research that suggests quantity is just as important as quality. Okay, so if you really dive deep and read into the results of some of these studies, what they're talking about is quantity when your kids are young. It is important for them to be around you, to be interacting with you, to be learning the social, those social norms, social constructs. It's just how, how we interact with other people and the world around us. So when they're saying, oh yeah, quantity is important, they're not talking about, oh, your kid is 8, 9, 10 or older and you need to be spending eight hours a summer day with them. Okay, so this is the context I want you to approach when I say do prioritize quality over quantity. While just existing in the same space is not enough, it is not your responsibility to entertain them. Like I said, 25-8 over summer vacation. So we're going to prioritize quality time over quantity time by being intentional with our time this summer. So something that I suggest, and I know a lot of other people do, is creating a bucket list. Everyone has a different name for this. Um, One of my favorite people calls it the live list. Other people call it a bucket list. Other people call it um, the gold list. Like there's a lot of uh, names out there, generally the same concepts. So what you're going to do is you're going to find a time to hang out with your kids. And this is appropriate advice for like little kids all the way up through teens. And you're going to create a bucket list. So you're going to ask them, what, what are some things that are important to you to do this summer? Like, what are things you really want to do? So you're going to include activities that they want to do. You're going to include stuff that you want to do. And I encourage you to do this with your entire family system. So you're doing things that your family wants to do. So you're spending time together as a family. Okay, so once you have your list created, I want you to get a calendar. We're calendaring people. We may not always look at it. It may not always be around, but we are a calendaring people now, okay? So map out your summer with different weeks. And I want you to plan your bucket list items on the weeks you have. If you have the space, do one or two a week. If you don't, do one a week. It... Do what works best for your family. So sometimes that's one every other week. But I want you to be intentional in planning for those activities now. So that way when you're into the thick of it in summer, when you're in the thick of it in summer and that week pops up, you're not scrambling and be like, oh no, what can we do? And you're regretting it later because you didn't get to spend that intentional time doing stuff that you wanted and it just felt like you were just floating. That's what I call it. I call it floating. Okay, so you're spending intentional time knocking out the items on your bucket list while also enjoying the summer magic and family memories. Sanity intact. So some of my favorite summer bucket list items include themed family movie nights, making and using puffy sidewalk paint. Keep in mind my kids are seven and under, so these things are applicable for them. You got to get a little more creative for some of our um, preteens and teens. But giant indestructible bubbles. I don't care how old you are. Giant bubbles are always okay. Like always appropriate. Jolly Rancher bubbles. We want to plan camping. We want to plan swimming and yes days. Raise your hand if you've heard of a a yes day. Thank you, Susan. Yes days are days where you intentionally plan to say yes to whatever whatever we want to do within like safety boundaries. Okay. 
Sometimes there's spending limits and there's safety limits. So yes days. Okay. If you want some fun summertime activities like the one I mentioned, I will include a free activity guide that I created. It's a PDF that have my family's favorite summer bucket list items and they will have instructions. It includes how to's It includes the links to purchase materials um, and it's all free. So I will put the link to that in the show notes if you want some ideas. Some of the stuff that I outlined for you guys in that is a Luca family movie night. So Luca is a Disney or Pixar film. Can't remember. Also, I'm not picky about what I watch. Whatever brand it is. So Luca last summer was one of our family's favorites. And so it still kind of brings that like um, sweet summer feeling for me of like, yeah, you know, we're we're sea monsters and it's warm and beautiful. So I outline a Luca family movie night that I found online and it has like a whole dinner menu, including like a pasta to make and a dessert to make that uh, matches the movie and um, a special drink to make that matches the movie. And so that would just be a fun thing to do. And I also like that one because my kids can do create the recipes or create the activities with me. So it's intentional time where we can do that together. And it's just a fun family movie night. I also include um, the recipe to make puffy sidewalk paint and give you the links to purchase the things you need. It, it is really cost effective and super fun. Most of the ingredients are things you probably already have in the house, like flour, water, food coloring. And then giant indestructible bubbles is another one. And I like to create our own bubble wands. So I'm going to outline that and edible bubbles for you guys in the activity guide. And if you want instructions and how to's to do that, just go to the show notes and click the link and you'll get it. You'll be able to print it out for yourself. So this is a freebie for y'all to make summer magic easy and accessible. All right, so do let your kids be bored. Do prioritize quality over quantity. And here is my don't. Don't be too serious and get stuck in the shoulds of summer. Stop shoulding on yourself this summer. It's ironic that a time known for leisure and fun can also feel so stressful and all-consuming, right? Now there's a new pressure on us. There's a new intention for us. We have to do this. We should be making reading to our kids every night. Look, I'm going to wrap that around. We're just going to circle back and come back to that. Because <laughs> it's a should I put on myself a lot, but that's just not the mom I am. I literally cringe at the idea of doing that at bedtime. I'll read during the day. Cannot do bedtime. Do not like to do forced reading. So I should be taking them on all these adventures. I should be cleaning the house every day. I should maintain a level of cleanliness within the home. Let's talk about that during summer because our house is going to be a wreck. So that should, should not be in our shoulds at all. Summer is meant This is my theory. So take it with a grain of salt. But summer is meant to be lived as you want to live it. And I believe that of every season of life, metaphorical and literal. And that's a different conversation. But summer is meant to be lived as you want to live it. So instead of focusing on all the things and ways you feel like you should show up this summer, I want you to identify, step one, identify and focus on the ways you want to show up this summer. I'm not a bedtime story mom. I'm a therapist, so I know it's surprising. But I am an adventure mom. 
I am going to really focus on creating those adventures and moments with my kids this summer because that is what excites me as a parent. That's what fills me as a parent. So I want you to identify the parent that you are not and don't should on yourself this summer. Accept the parent that you are. Embrace the parent that you are. Embrace the things that will light you up while spending time with your kids without judging yourself for not showing up like Susan. Sorry, Susan. Down the road. You will have a more fulfilling and accepting experience this summer. So those are my top three tips to keep summer from stealing your sanity. Don't forget to snag my family's favorite bucket list activities in the show notes. It'll make summer magic easy. It'll make it accessible. It'll give you instructions, how-tos, links, and Here's to summer, because I want you to have the summer of your dreams. Thanks, guys. It's time for another round of Funny Mom Fails. So we have some anonymously submitted by the people in our Facebook community. If you're not there, you want to be there, trust me. And also um, on my Instagram at Parenting with Paige. So this one's titled Tired Homeschool Mom Fail. I've never been great at making myself go to bed at a decent hour. This doesn't seem like a big thing, but it does mean that many days I'm pretty tired during homeschool. One time after finishing our read aloud for the day, I told my kids I was going to put my head down on the desk for just a few minutes. I woke up 30 minutes later, drool caked to the side of my face and not a single child in sight. They'd all given up on school for the day and went to play instead. Another time, after completing some history reading, I said, hooray for the agricultural revolution, and I put my head down on the desk again to take a short 10-minute nap. This time, the kids did stick around at least. Although I failed big time in making history a fun learning experience, they remembered it because they still tease me about how funny it is when I taught them about the agricultural revolution. That's definitely a win. Okay, here's the next one. Mom fails at the dentist. I can relate to this. So many of my most major mom fails have been when I take my kids to the dentist. Honestly, I think I must be the world's worst dental mom. Holla girl, same here. Every time we go for a routine checkup, I can feel the anxiety mounting in my heart as I wait for the dentist to check my kids' teeth and tell me the verdict. Of my five kids, four of them needed oral sedation for dental work before they were five years old. One of my kids had an abscessed tooth, another needed four crowns at one time, another had crowns with veneers on her front baby teeth... While I know some dental issues are hereditary, I, I know there is more I could do to help my kids have better teeth. By the end of the day, I just feel so exhausted and during a thorough inspection of their teeth usually isn't high on my list. Um, I totally relate to that because when Zane moved to Idaho and I was alone with the kids in Arizona, my one parenting goal outside of survival of, of myself and my three children was that they would not have a cavity at their next dental checkup. Here's another uh, dental-related mom film. Sometimes my kids um, like to pick out specific toothbrushes. So they picked out a toothbrush and it lights up for the minute and 20 seconds. I was like, great, now I don't have to time it for them. They can use their lights. Well, what I didn't realize is this. When we got home, I was distracted making dinner. They took out their toothbrushes and started using them as lightsabers in the backyard. It took me two days to realize that all the brand new toothbrushes we had just purchased were sitting in the dirt outside what did I do without even thinking else go get your toothbrushes and put them back in the bathroom it took me maybe 30 minutes to come with it come to it enough to be like oh wait we probably shouldn't brush our teeth with that (laughs) okay final mom fail today shoe tying lessons needed 
Confession. My oldest child did not learn how to tie a shoe until he was almost 10 years old. In the age of hook and loop everything and my son's beloved bright blue Crocs, I always bought him the shoes he loved and he could put on himself. So when he finally joined the Boy Scouts and started talking about how hard knot tying was, I realized he'd never once owned shoes with laces. So we started out with a shoe tying method used by occupational therapist. After that, we moved on to the traditional shoe tying technique and he finally mastered it just before he turned 11. (laughs) Okay, cinematic disaster. My mom fail is that one time I let my kids watch the movie Sausage Party thinking it was a kid's movie without screening it first. I was horrified. I love all of these. (laughs) The purpose of mom fail is to know that we all have these funny, embarrassing moments because they come along with being a mother. So if you have mom fails that you'd like to submit to the podcast, please send them to mindfulasamotherpod at gmail.com and they'll be included in our next episode. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.